Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free while lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends. This is Dave Denniston, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, we're continuing this series. This um, Again, I, we've stripped out a bunch of audio from some of my financial planning videos, and we are replaying them. So these are a little old. Hopefully the audio quality is still okay. We're, we've worked it to the best of our ability to, to try and make it happen for you. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily understand the concept of asset allocation. This, um, this video series that we stripped it out of, I called Financial Planning 101. And my goal in doing this series was really to provide some basic education uh, for when people aren't familiar with financial planning concepts and what it's like and what to look out for and stuff like this. So if you don't know what asset allocation is, if you don't know why you should have asset allocation, this is a great episode for you. If you are someone who is more advanced, you can probably just go ahead and, and fast forward and, and not listen to the rest of the episode. But for those of you that are maybe residents, fellows, medical students, newly trained physicians, or maybe you're even an experienced doctor that you're just trying to get your hands around what are these concepts, um, financial planning 101, particularly this one on asset allocation, very important, very critical, very foundational concept. With that, here is the show. Enjoy. I'm Dave Dennison with the Capital Advisory Group. Welcome to Financial Planning 101 Part 3, Asset Allocation. So, so far we've talked about how to select a financial advisor, what you should expect in the first meeting with a financial advisor, and now we're here today to talk about this whole wide world of investments. So first, what in the world is asset allocation? What the heck does this mean? To sum it up in just a few words, asset allocation is all about how you select your investments. Asset allocation is meant to match up different kinds of investments that perform differently to help smooth out those bumps in the road. Just think of the investment world like a big buffet, particularly a Chinese buffet. You might have the salad bar, you could get some wontons, you could get some pork fried rice, tempura, sushi, all of these different choices depending upon what your tastes are. Some things are probably more healthy than others. Mm, maybe some sweet and sour pork or Kung Pao chicken. Ugh, I'm getting hungry just thinking about all this. And people out there, some of them have preference for the veggies and the salad bar. Others might want the dumplings and the fried rice. Each person has different tastes, just like the goals and objectives they want to hit. So there isn't just one asset allocation that fits all people. They might want to go to a different part of the Asian buffet. So overall, there is definitely not just one asset allocation that fits all people. Now we've gotten all that out of the way. 
The next step is to take a risk tolerance questionnaire. Ours looks like this. Using a risk tolerance questionnaire is definitely a helpful initial determinant to help you understand where you want to go. Most risk tolerance questionnaires will ask questions about your time horizon, how much of a loss you're willing to tolerate, your age, how you feel about investments, and so on. I usually think of risk on a scale of 1 all the way to 5. 1 is your most conservative, whereas 5 is your most aggressive. 3 smack dab in the middle. And like they say in those infomercials, but that's not all. Financial advisors should also take into consideration your goals and when you want to accomplish them. And of course, this can vary by a client. This can even vary by the type of account. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you have a kid going off to college. You have some retirement accounts. You also have some money that you can pull out without penalty. And in making the decision, you, you definitely want to go with the one that doesn't have a penalty. So your retirement accounts may have a different risk tolerance than your accounts that are meant for short-term liquidity. Another common example where risk tolerance may need to be tweaked is when someone holds a lot of employer stock awards, stock options. For example, we have quite a few clients that work for Microsoft and 3M and Boeing and Best Buy and General Mills. All of these companies have these stock awards and stock options. Some people from just a few thousand dollars to ten thousands of dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars. So we might need to adjust the overall risk tolerance because that individual stock is bouncing up and down and up and down and is subject to a lot more risk than the wider market. Beyond these basic concepts, consider how often and how proactive do you want your advisor to be? Would you rather your advisor be proactive, adjusting every month or every quarter, or even weekly? Or would you rather them just balance it once every two years or so? To fit either of these kinds of situations, there are two basic kinds of investment types or asset allocations. One is called strategic asset allocation, while the other is called tactical asset allocation. Strategic asset allocation doesn't change very much. It's pretty static. So, for example, for a moderate risk tolerance, a financial advisor may keep 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, and it doesn't change a whole lot. The advisor may, may change a manager here or there if they're underperforming, but for the most part, they keep 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds. Unless, of course, the client situation changes. Now, meanwhile, we talked about static. Tactical asset allocation tends to use some of these alternatives we talked about. The investment manager may be concerned that interest rates are going up, or they might be concerned that the stock market is going down, so they will proactively try and manage against that risk, some successfully more than others. And now, a commercial break. Well, my friends, you have probably heard I am now a completely independent financial advisor and, and as the time that uh, I, I am recording this the stock market is down 
Uh, there's a lot of question in terms of where is the market going? Where should I be investing my money? There's no better time than now to get a review of your portfolio and make sure that you are set up properly. As a matter of fact, tax season is around the corner too. Maybe you're looking for some tax, tax strategies and hints and you want someone to talk it over with besides your CPA. Feel free to give my assistant Kyla a call at 612-284-2409 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Again, call 612-284-209 to set up a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And now back to the show. So now that you know all this lovely information, how are you going to apply it? Let's say that you're looking through your 401k choices. You have this menu of different options. They may show you the name of the holding, may tell you a bit about performance, which by the way is usually annualized so you don't know what happened on a calendar year basis. And you probably see the ticker or something like that, but you don't really know what the categories are. Is it a short-term bond? Is it a large cap stock? Now, I might be just a little bit biased, but I do think uh, investment professional can help you sort through all these choices. However, if you'd like to do it on your own, certainly as we talked about, the first step is finding out your risk tolerance. If you just type in risk tolerance questionnaire or risk tolerance, there are lots and lots of options that'll pop up for you on Google. And as we talked about, making sure, of course, you're evaluating your objectives, knowing the time frame of which you're working with. So once you have all of that figured out, the next source I suggest pointing people towards is Morningstar.com. This website is really cool. You can analyze almost any stock or bond or mutual fund or exchange-traded fund. And once you look at it through Morningstar, take a look at, at how it's performing on a calendar year basis. And what you're going to want to do is categorize how volatile it can be on that scale of 1 to 5. 1 being conservative, 5 being the most aggressive. And consider these questions as you're taking a look out there. How did these investments that you're doing on an individual basis perform in 2007? How did they do in 2008? On the other hand, how did they do when the market was going up, like in 2009, 2010, 2011? If they went way down in the downturn and way up in the upturn, this may be a real volatile investment that you might want to rank a little higher. And of course, vice versa if it was a smoother ride. My general rule of thumb is to never have more than 20% in any one investment. And that each investment that you are selecting should go up and down for different reasons. Keep in mind that your individual financial situation may differ, so how does this work in practice? Basically, overall, I suggest diversification among a lot of different areas. First, among stocks and bonds, then domestic to international. Now let's focus on one particular kind of example we could take a look at. Let's say that you are a conservative investor. So on a scale of one to five, a one. You don't like seeing principal fluctuate a whole lot. So you mostly want to focus on those investments in the menu that might be ranked a 1 or a 2. But you will still want to throw a smattering of 3s and 4s and 5s in there as well. Now, for example, a static asset allocation mix for conservative investors might typically look like 40% to riskier assets or stocks and 60% to less risky assets 
or bonds. And even within that mix, you should still have at least 25% international, both stocks and bonds if possible. Keeping in mind this one particular example, make sure that you understand your risk tolerance, your time horizon, your goals in your particular situation before making any financial decisions. So there you have it, all about asset allocation and three basic principles that financial advisors put to work every day. If you found this video to be helpful, feel free to give me a call or send me an email at any time. Also, if you'd like to go through one of the financial exercises we described above, contact me for that too. For the Capital Advisor Group, I'm Dave Denniston. Thank you for watching. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded from registration. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.